0: Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I am going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. Hey, it's another episode of Perceived Value. As many of you are preparing to travel to Munich, Germany for Munich Jewelry Week, I've been packing my suitcase and heading to Arkansas. So I'm here, recording this very introduction in Little Rock, Arkansas. And why am I here? Well, I was invited as a visiting artist to the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, where tonight I'll be giving a lecture, and tomorrow I'll be hosting a workshop about podcasting. So yeah. I'm bummed I will not be seeing some of my favorite faces in Munich and missing out on all these exciting events, but I can't be that bummed because visiting artist gigs pay real well. Like, I'm making what I normally make in two weeks in just about two days. That is thanks to a grant from the Wingate Foundation, and if you don't know what that is, go ahead and press pause and look it up. So thank you, Wingate, for this opportunity. Being that Munich Jewelry Week begins on March 11th, I wanted to take a moment and highlight some events and exhibitions that should definitely be on your radar. There are over 100 events happening, so it is easy to get overwhelmed. I'm trying to help you out here. I'll be mentioning their numbers for which they are listed on the current Obsession map, which for those attending is your guide to the week. If you're admiring from afar like myself, Visit munichjewelryweek.com and search by these numbers to read the full descriptions of the events. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize now for any names or titles that I mispronounce. I try my hardest, but I know I still screw up some pronunciations. So, let's get to it. I have to give some love to a fellow contemporary jewelry collective, the Hatara Project. They have been exhibiting during Munich since 2015. They are number 99 on the map, and their exhibition, Time Perceptions 5, has its opening reception on Thursday. Marina Elenskaya, one of the masterminds behind the platform, Current Obsession, and Munich Jewelry Week, passed along a few shows she's excited about, and I'm excited to share those with you. First up, number 22, Decontext, works by Florian Weichberger, which... I'm pretty sure I didn't get that last name right, so definitely look up number 22. Next is number 6, Text Me, a mobile exhibition. Be sure to check out the description for the details of this event. There is a telephone number listed, which I'm assuming you text, and then you find out where the event is. Number 65, Fabricate, which is a group exhibition held at VITSO. Number 35, A Work in Progress, Lin Chung's solo exhibition, and would somebody please go and take plenty of pictures for me and post them on Instagram, because I know that show is going to be real good. Number 75, Information Point, a group show held at the Lavos Space, which, you know, the JV Collective looked into renting last year, but it was far beyond our budget. It's a beautiful space, so go check it out. Thank you, Marina, for passing along these suggestions and make sure that you stop by the Munich Jewelry Week headquarters. It's number 80 on the map, and this is where you're going to get your map. And Thursday through Saturday at 10 a.m., they will be holding social clubs, basically panel discussions on a variety of topics. One not to be missed is on Friday. Intersectionality in Contemporary Jewelry, moderated by Ashley Kilriwaba. And I know I got that name wrong. I don't even have to guess. And shout out to my fellow JV Collective member, Leslie Boyd, who is speaking during the social club. I am really excited about number 100A, Overreacting, Jewelry Speaks Feminism and Gender, which is an exhibition by Israeli contemporary jewelers, a few of which I had the pleasure of meeting last year, and you guys go out and support them. You can find my work at number forty-six for the exhibition Pentaculum, featuring work from artists I invited to the Pentaculum Artist Residency held at the Arrowmont School of Arts and Crafts in 2018. I had nothing to do with making this exhibition happen. It's all thanks to Jana Gregonis and the U.S. Consulate in Munich. So thank you, fellow Art Jewelry Forum ambassador Carlos Silva. Hey, Carlos can be found at number 38 on the map along with four other male contemporary jewelers from four different countries for their exhibition hashtag zero 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 you know it's carlos to whom i have to thank for introducing me to today's guest i met her during last year's jewelry week she is a contemporary jeweler from lisbon portugal who will be showing alongside Iris Eichenberg for their exhibition Time, Time Past, number 59B on the map. During the inaugural NYC Jewelry Week, this past November, I had my heart set on interviewing her once I heard she was making the trip. From Munich to Barcelona to NYC, this past year, Marta Costa Reich has been traveling extensively to take advantage of opportunities the contemporary jewelry field has to offer. I am very thankful we found the time during the hustle and bustle of NYCJW to have this conversation. Gotta say, it was hard to sit on this interview until Munich Jewelry Week rolled around because it's kind of one of my favorite recordings to date. So, please welcome today's guest, Marta Kosteresch. little bit of a like work lunch plan yes, heads
1: you no know, I think um, talk about what can be done in Lisbon in a few days
0: yeah is there a lot of contemporary art galleries in Lisbon two art galleries and more than
1: so a few artists yes it's pretty interesting I think
0: what's how big is Lisbon like what can you um, compare it to and a half?
1: so oh more or less size of Amsterdam
0: Oh, okay. So it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that it was kind of smaller. No, no, no. Well,
1: greater Lisbon city itself, it's a bit smaller, but yeah.
0: I'm going to turn you up just a little bit and if you can get just a tiny bit closer or bring it to you. Okay. I haven't had my back straight like this for so long. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're doing really great. (laughs) Your little line is, there we go. Now you're getting like a bit, Yeah. yeah. Um, you were pretty quiet, so mm. and I'm a loud talker, so you have to keep up with me. So. Okay. <laughs> I can talk loud. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting here with Marta Costa Reyes. Reis. Oh, you okay. Know. You know pronunciation what pronunciation is. You is say you your are I know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna get it right. <laughs> almost, almost. Um so wait, say it again for me. Marta Mar Costa Costa Yes. So it's r-e-i-s yes and then the r-e it's kind of like a h sound like heish. oh yeah. see i can't roll my tongue uh-huh. to save my life it's the worst yeah, it's the rolling <laughs> yeah yeah if you're not used to it which i very much though so i'm not yeah, no actually
1: portuguese as we speak it in in europe it's difficult to speak because we have so many sounds
0: that other languages don't have I actually had somebody talking about that the other day, where Portuguese is very different because I was like, well, it's so close to Spain. I mean, I'm sure if you speak Spanish, you speak Portuguese. No, it's more the other way around. Okay. Uh, everyone in
1: Portugal is believing they speak Spanish. That might not be completely true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's basically our pronunciation that it's hard for everyone. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? I Well, four Four yeah Portuguese French, which is my second language, English okay. and
0: Spanish. That it's every time I'm in Europe, I'm just so envious and I wish I would have started at an earlier age. It's never too late. I could definitely dive in and try to learn another language but yeah the thing is when you're grown up
1: you're ashamed. And kids are not ashamed. I think that's the main reason why it's more difficult to learn a language when you're a grown up.
0: Yeah, you get embarrassed about your pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Very and> Self conscious. <laughs> you really are. And when I was there was for a while there where I was listening to a podcast, mm-hmm. of course, um, of how to learn French. And it was when I was living at Penland and I had mm-hmm. a studio that I was in by myself a lot, so I'd have my headphones on, but then I was speaking French out loud and just not pronouncing anything correctly but I wasn't afraid cuz there was no one around me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But a few times somebody walked in while I was practicing and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> 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 I'm like, "I'm trying to say <laughs> but never mind." Um so, yeah. So, Mar- Mar- Marta Costa Reis. Yes. Reisch. Fantastic. We're getting there. Um We're in New York City, everyone, and we're in Marta's hotel room, which is a sweet little bungalow, Um, and it's New York City Jewelry Week, and so I really wanted to speak with somebody who was traveling internationally to be here, um, because this is the first Jewelry Week here. There's a few Jewelry Weeks over in Europe. There's Munich, which I met you at. Yes, Schmuck is... I think more, most important in... Yeah. yeah, it's the top dog. It's like the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. <laughs> and then there's Athens Jewelry Week, which I have never been. And I I feel like it's... Is it pretty much a lot smaller than Munich? What would you say? Uh, yes, I've, I've never been to Athens Jewelry Week. I plan oh. to go next year. Oh, okay. Uh, um, well,
1: this year I've been traveling a lot because I decided to take the year to visit... What was what is happening in, yeah. in the truly world in other countries, but Athens was very much close to um, uh, Valencia, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do both. What's Valencia? Valencia it's called melting pot, and oh, um, I saw things on the yeah, internet about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice. It's small, mm-hmm. so you you get a lot of quality time with everyone. The exhibitions were really good, mm-hmm. and for me it was really close, so I choose that.
0: Are you familiar with what snag is in America? More or less. I'm curious to learn more. It's difficult to... Because I never asked anyone. I just saw it online. But, yeah. uh, yes. I'm always interested what people... Um, what they perceive these things to be um, from other oh, countries. my idea is it's really big. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I, have that, I don't know if it's true, but there's a lot of information. So it's kind of
0: difficult to digest. Yeah, and, fig- and um, that's yeah. It's actually I I want to say the last time I attended there was around five hundred people, mm-hmm. so compared to other things like um, there's a big symposium called Inseca, which is mm-hmm. all ceramic artists, they'll get between thirty 000 to fifty thousand people, and so when you compare it to other communities in America and their kind of conferences, ours is pretty small in comparison, um, but I feel like. S- yeah, when you're at Snag it feels so big, mm-hmm. it's a lot going on. Yes. Um, so you've been kind of traveling around and visiting other, where else have you gone besides Melting Pot? Uh, Schmuck, so Munich. Oh yeah, that's where we met. Yes, that's where we Thank met. Thank you Carlos for introducing <laughs> us. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Yeah. And um, where else, I was in Joya, Joya,
0: so in Barcelona. Oh, I had an interview on Monday where we went in depth about that. Okay. Were you there this past year? Uh, yes, I was last year in this one, so just now in October.
1: Oh, have you shown there? Yes, um, I had of 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 show. Yeah, uh, in a really nice spot, uh two librería. So it's a non profit library, a bookshop, oh. non profit bookshop, and uh, the show was called "Women Who Read Are Dangerous." So it, it was a perfect setting and yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. We had really nice and interesting feedback.
0: Yeah, you know, so I think I didn't realize at Hoya, there's that hall. Like you see pictures mm-hmm. of it where everybody has the same size table. Yes. But then, okay, so in conjunction with that, other people will have exhibitions around the city as well.
1: Yes, it's a little bit like in Munich. You have the the fair where people have their, um,
0: I don't know, in, in their Hoya it's the show,
1: it's a table in Munich it's a booth yeah. and they show their work and they pay and they have public coming from you know outside the jewelry world also to, to visit and, and show what and see what's going on and mm-hmm. you have a parallel uh, program um, I think very much based on the galleries that exist in town mm-hmm. but also artists that come from other places and rent spaces or organize something and they do shows also yeah so, so. it's
0: kind of the same spirit of Munich where if you want to do something you can do it you yes. don't need permission yes. and yeah. whatnot
1: no you just you know you pay uh, a fee to be in the pro official program or not. I, oh, yeah. I like to be in the the program. It's nice. It's yeah.
0: So, so then people can find you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exciting because I'm really interested in Hoya, but I'm not interested in doing the official show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's right for me, but yes. it would be interesting to get to do like a little rogue thing on the yeah, side
1: it's it's easy to do it uh, actually in barcelona and there's a lot of people who will be able to to help and uh, the, sh- the official show is nice you have different types of jewelry you have people that have won awards and mm-hmm. important awards and are offered a, a table so mm-hmm. uh, i s- i saw really interesting work there but also yeah. it's more varied uh, so you have schools you have galleries you have uh, you know, m- more fashion like work um, w- coming from you know more,
0: um, well, fashion. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, have you gone to anything else besides those events? Which is a lot already to be <laughs> attending. <laughs>
1: um, I think that's it. I, I feel well, and now New York, so it's four yeah. f- four in a year. I think it's that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and you showed at Munich, correct? in Munich yes i was in a uh, a group show called perfect strangers
0: yes okay isabel bush now is that N- no, no, no no she was no, not no, in no. it no um, no
1: this was organized by two girls who, women who live in in munich and uh, it's in a it's like an an entrance to a building so it's a 24 hour show uh-huh. in, in in the windows okay it's i think it was really uh, well curated and you know i was really happy with it
0: i walked I believe I walked by it mm-hmm. because I remember your graphics that okay. stuck in my mind. Yeah, definitely. So it's perfect strangers. They've been
1: doing it for, I think, 10 years or maybe yeah. less, but uh, for a while. That's exciting. So next year, they'll open a call. So
0: And do it again? Have a look at it. <laughs> yeah. I already know I can't attend Munich, and I'm a little sad about it. Mm-hmm. But I've had too many opportunities come up in America, and so my full-time day job would not take kindly yeah, for You me. have to make choices. It's, yeah. yeah, I it's mean, life. yeah. <laughs> and I think about that with New York. I'm so excited about this. And we talked about this a little bit, where is it gonna be every year or not? And I feel like if it was every year, it'd be hard to make that decision because you do wanna be, for me, I've gotten so much out of um, attending Munich to kind of connect with the international contemporary jewelry mm-hmm. audience. Um, and be exposed to the aesthetics over there. And it's just different in a lovely way, yeah, it's it's really important
1: to to go, yeah, and maybe not every year. Every year, it's probably too much. And yeah, either in terms of organization or financially or you know even once you know the place, mm-hmm. you it's in, you know you have the references. You don't need to show every year. it's probably impossible or not even desirable to show every year, yeah. But um, it's an important meeting point, and it's really mm-hmm. good to be there and see what is going on. Yeah, uh, Because, you know, it's jewelry. You can see the pictures on- online, but you have to, to see it live
0: and meet the people and yeah. people to to meet you also. My favorite part is meeting the people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> And I've talked about that before where you'll see somebody's work and then you'll meet them, and it'll enrich it. And enhance it in absolutely different and, ways. And you you recognize people by the work they wear. Oh my so gosh, it's I love really it! Funny that font <laughs> <laughs> when somebody matches their work so perfectly. You're yes. like, oh, that is definitely Aurélie Guillaume. Uh-huh. You know, she oh, looks- that's the one I recognize yes! also from the work. <laughs> exactly, she's like a walking piece of her yes. art. I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, and for me, I said I even told myself the next time I go to Munich, I don't want to show because it's such a different experience when you are putting on an exhibition. Yes, absolutely perfect strangers last
1: year was you know something that happened mm-hmm. but I already had already decided to go um and not show anything but you know I liked their proposal and I didn't have to be there the whole time so they took really good care of everything so mm-hmm. it was not a great responsibility for, for me to be there and you know watch the gallery watch the gallery mm-hmm. so that was fantastic to go and I was able to see other shows and meet people and uh, this year I will have a more responsible show, yeah, in a proper gallery or mm-hmm. not a proper in a, in a gallery space that I need to be there and talk about it.
0: And yeah, so it'll be different. It will be different.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting. Also,
0: that is really different. exciting. Oh, sad I'm gonna miss it, but I'm sure I'll see it on the internet. So that yes. goes. <laughs> so, Marta, I want to give listeners a little insight as to who you are and. Um, how you've gotten to this point, to be traveling to all these places to see this contemporary jewelry community. So you were born in Portugal? In Lisbon, Portugal, yes. Oh, so you are born in Lisbon. Yes. Oh. It's a small country. It's a, yeah. <laughs> we don't move around
1: that much. You don't move around that
0: much? Um, and so something that I found fascinating about you when I was researching you is that you came to jewelry later in life yes um in 2004 and I remember that year because that's the year I graduated high school okay (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh 2004 that's easy to remember um so you had a whole other career beforehand yes so um yeah well where did I start (laughs) Uh, well let's start with what did you first study like what was your first passion philosophy Oh, wow. See, I I used to take a nap in philosophy every day. That was like my key class to sleep.
1: (laughs) So when I finished high school, I decided I wanted to go to study philosophy. And I did for Mm -hmm. two years. In Lisbon? In Lisbon. But then I I thought, I realized, okay, maybe it's a bit too dry and harsh for me. And also, you know, it was the late 80s and Mm -hmm. I was not really that interested in in the philosophy that was... Uh, contemporary, contemporary philosophy? Yeah,
0: oh, no, it's. It was. What do a philosopher do for a living other than teach? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's okay, I I was like, what? What is a career like for philosophy?
1: <laughs> that's when I realized maybe I don't love this enough to teach this my whole life. So, yeah. so I had a kind of a crisis and it's a, no, I said, no, I'll do, I'll find a job and study something that will get me a job. And so I mm-hmm. moved to, I changed to law school. Oh, that's smart! <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yes. That was my plan at the time. So I, I, I studied law and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And what kind of law? Um, well, it's generic. What we study, oh, it's generic, okay. and it's later in life or in professional life that you specialize. Mm-hmm. So it's very. It was very generic. We don't. I don't see. I have no idea how it is right now. I have at, no idea. At how the time, law it goes. was very much broad um, study. Uh, and then I did an inter- internship for two years in a law office mm. and I, st- I started working a TV station, a television station. Yeah, a media group. Um, oh. Because I started work, working with them at the while I was working at the law office and they needed someone to um, well basically to help with uh, lobbying in Brussels. so that's what I did for a number of years. Oh lobbying. Yes. Oh, interesting!
0: <laughs> what would
1: you lobby? We w- no, we were part of um, uh, groups of uh, media companies, and we mm-hmm. basically studied what was going on in Brussels. The directives about, you know, freedom of expression. The mm-hmm. earlier directives on the e-commerce, uh, uh, li- all kinds of uh, responsibility for libel and other defamation and other things. So we v- we needed to be very much attentive of. What was going on? Because mm-hmm. part of our legislation comes from Brussels, so that was it. And I, I loved it. I met wonderful people, traveled a lot, yeah, learned a lot. And
0: after a few years, I was really tired. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask you a question about? Because I haven't spoken to many people um, from Europe on the podcast. For your schooling, did you pay for your schooling? Like, what is it like? I'm, in I'm even
1: ashamed of saying how much we pay because it's nothing really for my school law school I paid around it was still before the euro so it was a long time ago but <laughs> I think it would translate in something like a thousand euros a year oh wow okay and people were fighting because until then it was basically free oh yeah so
0: they were upset about that yes <laughs> so it's, it's all that perspective <laughs> you're like oh totally different yeah well I mean, that's amazing. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because then you don't, yes. you don't have a lot of people with a bunch of student debt holding them back. So yes. No, not at all. It yeah. It doesn't exist, basically. When did you meet your husband? In law school. Oh, you met, oh so he's <laughs> a lawyer, too? Uh,
1: no, he's a businessman. He's a businessman. And we met in law school, and we had
0: a kid while still in law school. Oh, you did? Yes. I always just respect people. Who, I talked with somebody the other day who... Was pregnant or had an her first child in undergrad, and went right into grad school with a brand new infant. And I was like, "How did you do that? <laughs> it's yeah, incredible." Yeah, you yeah. yeah it's make it, it work. No, in my case, it wasn't. I, can,
1: I can't say it's, it was difficult. You know? Yeah, it was okay. I just took yeah. two more years to graduate, and I thought I would, mm-hmm. and with a low with grade. Oh, oh so. okay. There we go. <laughs> I didn't have that yeah. much time to study. Yeah, but you know, it, I I loved having my son earlier. I was twenty three, so oh yeah,
0: a lot of energy um, to go. <laughs> to yes, <keep> go. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, so as you took your career on, I'm assuming your husband had his career too. So yes. neither one of you were stay at home parents. No. Okay. No. No. Uh, I never. You never know. Like, did the husband stay home? Did the wife? Um, no, 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 no.
1: Uh, it's you know in, in Portugal everyone works.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's not like it's very usual to for the woman or
0: the man to stay at home. Oh, okay. I um, I want to go to Portugal really badly. <laughs> <laughs> I keep asking all these questions about it. No? like I find it such a fascinating place. Um, so you're doing your job. How long did you have your career for in that profession? Um,
1: well, up until my. I was well basically 10 years I think more or less 10 years mm-hmm. and then I just—I always loved jewelry you know I, I mm-hmm. have all my jewelry and I have threw anything away mm-hmm. oh really yeah I have boxes with large earrings
0: from the 80s <gasps> and all the kinds of stuff I oh have. my god <laughs> can I come to your house and play dress up those are the earrings I want I I have so many expensive <laughs> earrings and then I'll go to a thrift store and find these like giant danglers from the 80s and that's what I will wear.
1: Yeah, the, the only problem is for many of them I only have one because they were so heavy they kind of fell off.
0: Oh <laughs> <my laughs> <yes. laughs> I, I,
1: I kept everything. I always loved jewelry. Yeah. And, um, but you know, I it was never something I thought I could do when I was younger. And also, yeah. if I thought I had an artistic talent. It was writing. I was oh, always you're a good writer. with words. Yeah, it was easy for me to write. And mm-hmm. jewelry is really hard. I'm not a very technical person. I always find it difficult, you know, to do perfect work mm-hmm. with my hands. And I think you're in in the states. You really have an amazing quality, technical quality. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Everything I've seen in New York now, it's you know,
0: that's nice to hear. Perfectly
1: done. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I struggle with that a lot. But mm-hmm. my my writing is quite easy and quite polished, so it's
0: <laughs> an easy thing for me. <laughs> well, you know, as a jeweler, I was like, oh, I love this, I don't like to write. I find myself having to write so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do, a lot, always, yeah. all the time. So, you know, that's I always choose paths that had to do with writing and reading. Mm. But I always loved jewelry
0: mm-hmm.
1: and And in 2004, I decided, okay, let's go with this passion. Let's give it a shot. shot. And I did, I studied for a year in a school that doesn't exist anymore in Lisbon. Um, But then I got offered another job with a friend in a publishing company. And since I love books so much, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to try this also. So Julie stayed a little bit in the background for a number of years again. Mm -hmm. And then in 2014, I said, no, I I have to dedicate myself to jewelry completely. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I did since 2014. That's what I do, only jewelry.
0: I liked in your bio on your About Me section on your website that you talk about how you chose to go on the second career or choose jewelry and that your husband supported you in that decision to go for it. Yes,
1: Uh, (laughs) that's. Well, now it's easy to talk about, but it was a difficult um, choice. You know, I had a like a, a poster in my bedroom when I was eleven or twelve. I don't remember that said, "I'm feminist, so what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <totally>. I always <laughs> had some re- reactions to that. But that, that's it. I'm feminist, so what? Um, mm. And you know, oh my God, how can I be a feminist? Self-identified feminist for ever since I remember myself, and now I depend on my husband. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way we found to, for me to be able to, to do this, that I love. And he supported you, yes. and I think
0: that's the part of that's realistic rel- you know, a marriage is about letting. Yes, it s- absolutely. S- but, s- but it was a struggle for me, you know, because, yeah. did he encourage, was he like, no, no, do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's the one who said, okay, you don't have, come on, you don't have to worry about about you know, earning money now. You do it, and money will come later. Yeah. So I I followed this advice, and I'm thankful but I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it it was really good, uh, really good advice. You know, because you, know, you get that stress to need to have money, even if I don't depend on that in- income for, mm-hmm. for a living. You know, if you feel that responsibility to be you know an adult and mm-hmm. making your own money. But that would um, in a way make made it difficult to 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 study it and go further and research so I'm really happy, happy I followed, it, followed this advice
0: yeah in I talked way. about that in a recent article I did where I look back at a period of time at a two-year fellowship and I was so focused on having to make money mm-hmm. to pay for my studio fees somehow that I had a hard time allowing myself to experiment Yes. Um, and make pieces that are not sellable or commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so as you're saying that, I relate to that so much because it's something I struggle with a lot myself.
1: It, it's difficult. It's dif- a
0: difficult balance, you know. But it's also a privilege. So, do you expect to make work money from the work that you make currently? Like, how do you? I expect not to lose money. Yeah. <laughs> for <before I start. laughs> Well, none of us want to lose money, but <laughs>
1: contemporary <laughs>
0: jewelry is good at that.
1: Yes, yeah, so to find a balance where I can pay for the equipment and for the materials and not yet, but yeah. soon for the traveling would be, you know, a first step where I would be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, let's see, today I'll take it step by step step by step
0: what are some ways that you have have you explored teaching or i'm teaching
1: right now yes yeah um it's it's a, a module on history of jewelry and my oh. school in lisbon so it's from uh, october to december um, oh,
0: nice is it like a university or is it a smaller like independent school it's an independent school but it's um
1: it's an important one it's maybe difficult to explain, but um, What's I called? think it's very unique. It's called Arco. Oh. So it's art communi- and communication, basically. Oh, okay. the, the two first words of each word. Two first letters of each word. And oh, uh, the, the, the yeah. jewelry, contemporary jewelry course exists for f- 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the founder is Teresa Siabra, who studied with Thomas Gentile.
0: Oh, okay. And I learned about him the first time at the Munich. Okay. It <laughs> was the year that they had the retrospective at <laughs> yes, the yes. Pinocotec.
1: Yeah. So when she came back to Lisbon, she was invited to start the school and she did and it's been going on for 40 years. She was the first director. And then Christina Flip, who won the Susan Beach Award, succeeded okay. and was the director for 10 years. And now we have a new one with Caterina uh, Silva. Uh, she's a younger artist. Um,
0: I feel like I know that name. Yeah, I'm, su- yeah, I'm sure I've sure seen you it do,
1: somewhere. Else. Yeah. See, oh, she's exhibiting right now in Bangkok
0: with the uh, art Gallery. Oh, the Twenty One Grams. No, no, the- no, no, that's in China. Oh, that's China. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's so much going on in Europe, <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but this school, I was telling, um, it, it's, um, it's recognized by the government, but we don't mm-hmm. have official degrees. Okay. Uh, and that is in the genetic code of the school since ever because you know to have the degrees you'll we'll have to comply with a lot of bureaucratic demands Ah, uh, yeah and it's a very free teaching and learning experience very much based on the hands-on approach mm-hmm. and um it would be really difficult to keep going this kind of work if we had um, like bachelor or master degrees so yeah we have a ba- basic course of 3 years and you can have um, a postgrad of one year to do a, your own project with a mentor and or a two-year advanced course in fine arts again with mentor and classes and mm. uh, it's you know it's amazing the school was able to to do this without official degrees and to be recognized for the quality of the work so I love it's how a you say that thing.
0: you can get these degrees and that you have a man- like a mentor assigned mm-hmm. to you yeah. um, Do you mentor people through it uh, No not yet hopefully yeah. I will do it in a few Get years. Get there eventually? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So is it something, that say for instance, I want to come to Lisbon during the summer and stay for a few weeks. Is this the type of place where maybe they have workshops that are one week or two week, or is it more so yes, the long term? Yes, absolutely. Long-term? I'm organizing workshops. Oh, yes. okay. We'll let your girl know. Cause <laughs> yes. <laughs> any excuse to uh, go to Portugal. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's a good thing I will have two. Um, Two, I think, really great, great workshops next year, but because it's not finalized, um, I can't say anything about it yet. But last yeah. year, we had the recession back in the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the year before, we had also a number of more technical workshops, but yeah, yeah, we're doing some work.
0: Do you have programs in place for students to get scholarships or funding through you? Or is it kind of, you, you kind of have to pay full price? Mm, yes you have yes you have to pay you don't have it's yeah again
1: again, it's difficult to find the programs and they're bureaucratic and
0: sometimes it's just that's why i was wondering because it wasn't yeah Mm, that makes sense but you can try you can always try there are a few yeah reach out and see what's up Mm -hmm. yeah yes so as you take on this career and these places that you're going and traveling um What do you want to get out of these experiences? Like, why are you so interested in seeing all the different things? Well, as we talked about, I started this career later
1: on. Oh, yeah. So it's not like I'm in a hurry, but, you know, I'm not 20-something. I cannot go and live (laughs) a few years abroad somewhere and do a master's degree in London or Holland or somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I... I take advantage of these opportunities. I, I did a number of workshops myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for two years. That was my plan, you know, do workshops and meet people and learn more. Mm-hmm. And now the plan is travel and
0: meet more again, people meet more and, people learn more. and <laughs> <laughs> explore
1: more opportunities. But that's the reason, you know. Yeah. If you have a certain amount of time
0: and you have to make the most of it (laughs) you're playing catch up I get that I like that I mean I came to jewelry when I was mm, what was I like 27 in 2010 whatever year that was Um, so and I even felt behind the ball Mm -hmm. you know like there's so much to see and every time I talk to somebody just even talking to you I'm like Mm -hmm. oh melting pot I want to go to that Um, there's There's so so much much, to explore and see
1: you know what one, one yes and but one thing I like about starting later mhm it's you have a different self confidence you have a different knowledge of yourself mhm so th- this is one thing I've been discovering and that's really interesting oh i like that it's not that i don't have doubts Every, of course everyone has doubts but yeah. i know myself much much better than i knew myself when i was 20 something mm-hmm. and that helps a lot in your work
0: that I am excited for that perspective as I grow older. Also, I love getting older. Yes, me too. <laughs> when I turned thirty, everybody's like, "Oh, the big 30. I was like, "Thank God I can say I'm out of my 20s. you know. And so far, my I'm thirty-three. My thirties have been great. And I had a friend that said, "Just wait till your forties; they're even better." And I can't wait, you know. I, yes, I, think well, I just turned fifty, so yes, it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Has your Thank husband you. traveled with you to any of these like has he become a part of it or he's like you do you I'm proud of you <laughs> Yes more, more like that yeah and I,
1: it's anyway I always try to you know why don't you come with me try to motivate him to come but he, he's right you know because it's it, the jewelry world' I'm, I'm I'm traveling I'm meeting people but I'm working it's so yeah. it would be I don't know I, I definitely think
0: unpleasant for him to
1: be around there.
0: Yeah, even friends in New York City right now that were like, oh, you're going to be in town all week, let's hang out. And I was like, yeah, not mm. really. Yes, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I, I treat this, I'm very serious about what I do. And mm-hmm. I mean, I am I obviously have a good time with the jewelers I meet, but when I'm here, this time and this space is to connect with fellow contemporary jewelers. I can come back up yeah. to New York anytime for a happy hour. Yes, yeah, so and you're focused on that, so it's... Mm-hmm. I think it was wiser than
1: maybe it stay behind and at home yeah <laughs> and so you ended up having two kids yes uh, yes uh, yeah my older son is almost 27 now and uh, I've a, I have a younger one who was just turned 12. what do
0: they think of your jewelry and what you do
1: I think they're proud
0: yeah uh, they see me happy so that's, that's cool. cool Are they ever curious like what's this or what's happening I mean well, my younger son, when he
1: was um, a bit smaller, a few years ago, I he sat at the bench. I did a few things. Mm-hmm. So yes, he was motivated. But now it no, it's not interested. He's not interested in that anymore. He's more interested in you know, s- skating. Oh, is he skateboarder?
0: he was, well, no, he likes skate clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always had crushes on skateboarders since I was, like, seven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I've dated a that. few. I just think skateboarding culture is very cool. And the, old, the older
1: one never tried jewelry, but he made my website. So, thank you.
0: Yeah, and, well, when I met you and, um, at munich i remember you telling me that he had been a podcaster or done podcasting before and we had like a little conversation about that yes that's true so i thought that was interesting so you have come quite a ways to new Mm -hmm. york city jewelry week and i was really excited to speak with you because i wanted to know a few things first of all yes um costs to attend you know i'm driving up from philly my costs have been relatively low we got our gallery space for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've really been pretty savvy about how to make this work because we did invest so much into going to Munich. Um, so for you, what has been, may I ask like what your financial investment to attend yes. has been? Um, well, I was a little
1: late booking the flight, but um, so it's around 700 euros. So. Okay. And the hotel though, quite nice. It's not expensive, so I would say for the flight and the uh, the board, the hotel, it's around um, one thousand five hundred euros. Euros yeah. and well, food mm-hmm. and traveling around and metro cart. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a money of money, but it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I decided to travel this year. Yeah.
0: So, and you get to come to New York. Like I yes. think for me. <laughs> Um, I I don't poo-poo it, but I have a hard time paying for Snag because it's in my backyard, right? Like, okay, I'll go to Chicago. I've gone to Chicago a lot. I have family that lives there, and there's also a registration fee for Snag, and I think it's typically between four to five hundred dollars. Um, and for me to go to a conference in Chicago for that, I'm like, oh, really. But then to go to Munich, you know. Yes, you're I mean, traveling. Germany. It's exciting.
1: You're meeting new people in knowing place. I've been in New York for uh, three or four times, mm-hmm. but you know, it's New York. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, gigantic. It's, I, I love big cities. You know. Yeah, I'm excited about these buildings, the high rising buildings. It's
0: there's nothing like it. It's a whole yeah. island of yes. high rise buildings. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. Um, so I just lost my train of thought. You guys, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> you look very much awake. Thank you. It's called so much coffee. Oh, I know what I asked. Um as the New York City Jewelry Week, it's the inaugural year as it was gearing up, um I'll, even a lot of people approached me. They're like, "Hey, it seems like you're pretty involved with this. Like what is Jewelry Week? Like when should I go?" Um so I wanted to know what your impression was it of it, being that you're in Portugal. Like, mm-hmm. How did you hear about it? What did you think it was? Um, what days did you choose to be here? Because I've noticed a lot of people, they're either here for the beginning of the week or they're coming later in the week, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the entire. Oh, I guess those people are most, mostly Americans who live around, mm-hmm.
1: coming from Europe, I, I'm staying a week, a whole yeah. week. And if I could, I would stay longer, but I have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, it's I'm I've, I, it's from Sunday to Saturday.
0: Yeah. Well, that flight, it's worth yeah. it. To yes, stay the whole absolutely.
1: Week. And um, what I I heard about Jewelry Week, New York City Jewelry Week, in your podcast. Hey, <laughs>
0: then I'm doing my job. You are. Yeah. You yes.
1: are. So I said, oh, something is happening in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm interesting to know more about it, because there's lots of things happening in in New York, but we also see people coming from the United States to Europe to see what's going on, so so it's interesting, you're doing this kind of thing in New York, and I wanted to see, I I think it's very exciting to be here for the first time, the first event of New York City Jewelry Week,
0: and what I've been seeing, it's really good. Yeah, I've been, you know, it's I wasn't hesitant but I didn't know I didn't know what to expect so I didn't want to invest JV collective we were hesitant to invest a lot financially for a whole week plus it's New York so the galleries are pretty expensive so our compromise was a one day event so we don't have FOMO do you know FOMO uh, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I it. <laughs> a lot of people are really like, and uh, that was a good way of describing it because, you know, you want to be there. You want to be a part of it because it's the first one, but you're, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And um, I have been amazed. A lot of stuff is, looks like it's been packed. Like it's, talks it talks and it, yes. whatnot. It's, it's, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. so much
1: going on. And I've I've been able to to see a lot. I've been I'm I'm teaming with Isabel Bichnell who's is here also. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's exhibiting. I'm not, but she. We've been traveling around together, up and down, up and down, and we see. A, we've seen a lot. Yeah, and um, the quality is really good. Uh, some
0: and some shows surprised me a lot. You know. I, have you noticed a stark contrast from maybe Munich to here, like the types of shows? Yes, well, it's
1: it's really different. But yeah. I think the concept is also much, very different. Yeah, it's very different. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was expecting that you know all the more the gold fine and shine, fine fashion, costume, okay, mm-hmm. not just contemporary. Uh, I, maybe I'm missing a little bit on more contemporary jewelry. Uh, I think
0: it's actually not as much contemporary jewelry as I think a lot of people. Would, we're expecting yes i think maybe that part
1: is missing a little bit Mm -hmm. or you know more into someone mentioned it uh yesterday or something you know you have very high end and more fashion so in between um something maybe needs to be added but uh, it's been a fantastic experience i am loving everything i've seen and as i said the quality is really good even if it's different genres it's really good yeah, so I'm excited about it, and I've you know I l- learned about a lot of, a lot of artists and a lot of uh, brands that didn't know. So Yeah, and that'll form your work somehow. Yes, yeah, a- you know, and what I do for my work is very much done from an artistic point of view. But yeah, I wear all kinds of jewelry. Actually, I'm yeah. really an enthusiast. I'll wear anything. So, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I love walking down the street and seeing the diamonds and also going and somewhere else and seeing the fashion jewelry and so mm-hmm. I love all kinds.
0: I do appreciate how broad of a spectrum of the types of jewelries that they decided to bring into this event and I think it is heavy on the fine and costume and fashion because they were focusing on New York and that's kind of what New York is. I I anticipate in the coming years the contemporary jewelry kind of kicking it up a notch. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> yes, yeah, I would expect that, and that would make a difference.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Sirens is contemporary yeah, jewelry. Sirens so. is contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Brooklyn Metal Works with their... Also, and, spe- I, I,
1: and there's a really very exciting show for me at the jewelry library.
0: Oh, Mania. Uh, no, no, uh, no, that's no, Sienna Patties. Yes, right? yeah,
1: patties, yes Because you have a uh, different generation of women artists mm-hmm. And I think it's really, really good I also love the one with the clay I don't re- always remember the ni- right name it's Is it Bryce life.
0: Garrett in the
1: window? It's, um, uh, yes, a uh, white gold clay body or something yes. like that So that him one and I, Jana Gregonas yes. did that install
0: I mm-hmm. like that one a lot I really, those both of those are on my list to see hmm mm-hmm and chelsea hotel also was kind oh, of interesting yeah. i'll be there I, on friday yes do you know myra because she goes to munich almost every year i think i, I met her there, there. Yes. yeah she's always around
1: and well now we have uh, a few others that i haven't seen but yours mm-hmm. and photocopy tomorrow and robert Payne's also i want to see i went to the metropolitan to see that amazing show
0: oh yeah um
1: so there was, you know, also I forgot to mention, but it's true. I'm glad I remembered the the museum shows were something that was very very appealing to me to come yeah. and see. So the Robert Baines exhibition and the Body uh, Transformed.
0: Yeah, listeners, I mean, for those who haven't been able to attend, a big thing about um, them picking this time period, like why in November, right right before the holidays and whatnot, it was kind of tied into the fact that the Met was releasing this huge. The body adorned is that what it's called exhibition it's all jewelry metro, um transformed transformed that's it i haven't been yet <laughs> obviously i haven't been yet but there is a body adorned yeah.
1: somewhere so i now i s- yeah oh so
0: much adornment um so they wanted they it kind of lined up perfectly which i mean yeah i could see why they'd be like jump on those coattails
1: yes and you know and i wasn't coming to new york anytime soon unless now to see this that show at the metropolitan and i really wanted to do it Mm-hmm. And well, I stayed a little longer and saw more things that I've never seen there before. So it's so huge.
0: I haven't seen a lot of um, Instagram feeds and artists who are here and being a part of Jewelry Week, but also taking advantage of going to the Guggenheim. And, mm-hmm. um, That's yeah. also on the list. Yeah. Have you been before, of course? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But this show they have
1: that now with Ilma, um, I've I don't know how to pronounce that name in yeah. Swedish it's supposed to be really, really well if cool. you
0: can't announce pronounce it I definitely can't so well <laughs> Swedish is closer to English than Portuguese <laughs> yeah uh, well I know you have to run to a lunch and I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that you um, took the time because there there's so much going on at Jewelry Week that yes. to give me this opportunity well, to speak thank with you is so great honored to be here
1: really and I love that we met at
0: Munich and we got to follow up here when I saw online you posted something on Facebook that you were coming I immediately was like will you do an interview (laughs) yes thank you I'm happy to do it (laughs) yeah because these weeks get they're so busy you between trying to see things and catching up with a few people it's really hard to make things happen so it means the world to me and hopefully I'll see you at well I won't see you at Munich this year but I'll see you maybe in portugal before you know it yes yes uh, um you're very welcome to come oh thank you well is there anything else um you can find marta i'll put your website we'll do all the things yes it's yeah yes
1: i have a website it's my name dot pt but better to see it
0: on your page to yeah. write it properly <laughs> and you have an instagram as well i follow you on yes. instagram and you're, it sounds like you're going on a lot of ventures, so you'd be a cool person to follow and keep up with. See what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right, everyone. This has been another episode of Perceived Value, the podcast broaching the subject of value with artists. Until next time. Perceived Value is recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. If you love the podcast and you want to show your support, become our patron visit patreon.com slash value to learn more or check out our website at perceivedvaluepodcast.com and click on the support page. As always, thank you for listening.